Now this morning we are going to be jumping into our last installment of our uh, countercultural sermon series out of 1 Thessalonians. And just the last several verses of 1 Thessalonians are where we are going to be focused on today. And I just want you to be thinking about a th- few things throughout the rest of our time together. And those, th- those three things are where do you put the pressure in your life? The pressure, where do you put it? Where do you find rest? And where do you draw breath? Because I believe that these three things are things that we, when we can figure out, and when we can put those em- the emphasis at the right place, that I believe God can do crazy stuff in us, and our lives look, and we act entirely different. When I know where I put the pressure, where I know where I find rest, and I know where I draw my breath. Now these last few verses here of 1 Thessalonians, uh, specifically we're going to come back to verse 23 and 24. But verse 25, 26, 27, and 28 say, Brothers, pray for us. Greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. I put you under oath before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. So before we go back, as I said, to 23 and 24, I just want to look at these couple of verses real quick. First of all, Paul, he understood the importance of prayer. This would have been most likely, as we would understand, the first letter that he wrote to a church in this format. uh, When he couldn't go himself and he sent this letter to be a part. And even there, he's praying, church, would you pray for me? Church, I'm sending you this letter. I'm encouraging you, but I need your encouragement through prayer. And I would encourage us to never lose sight and focus on the importance that it is to gather together to pray. To spend time praying. To spend time at the altars, but also throughout the week. To spend time, as every week on our screens, it shows Monday morning on on FaceTime, we get together to pray. Tuesday morning, we get together in this room at 7 o'clock to pray. Wednesday night, we get together to pray. There's other groups that get together to pray at other times. There's a value and importance in prayer. And let's not miss that. As it goes on, greeting, fellowship, I think is a a huge thing. He wanted them to know he wished he was with them. He wanted to be a part. But then he says in verse 27, something that's a little bit interesting. I put you under oath before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers. Now that's, I mean, that's pretty severe, right? Like, I put you under oath to do this. Why might he do this? I think he was saying, I don't really want commentary put on this. I don't want what you think about it. I want you to get up and to read the words that God has given me to the group, to the the church there. And so he's saying it's important, it's vital. And it began a process, a a, a normality of what would happen as he sent letters to churches. And then it was read to the people. They would have sat down and read that whole letter in one moment. We just took like the last eight weeks and there were some weeks before that, right? They would have read the whole letter together as a group. And they did it. But the last verse here, before we jump into those first couple, I think is really important. That when we read a letter like 1 Thessalonians, when we read the word of God, when we look at what the word would say, sometimes we say, wow, there's a lot couple weeks ago, man, there was a lot in just one sermon. A lot of, ooh, that kind of, that gets you. 
Maybe like, oh man, there's a lot that I need to do or I need to work on. Or there's a lot in my heart that, Lord, help me. Help me to do the right things and to go the right way. And I love that, that Paul almost always starts with grace at the beginning and grace at the end of his, of his letters. Because there's something to realize that when we are challenged, when we are encouraged, when we are pushed to go in a certain direction by the Lord, by his word, maybe in a small group at a, a Sunday morning sermon, whatever it would be, that this is not a, you are terrible, so you should. No, that is not what God has for his church. There's grace and mercy. Let it be upon you. As we try to put the truth of the word into action in our life, praise the Lord that we get to walk in his grace. Praise the Lord that we get to walk in his mercy. Praise the Lord that it's not a all or nothing. If I don't have 100% accurate, then I'm, I'm done because we'd all be in trouble because we're all working out our salvation. We're working out the process of looking more and more and more like Jesus. And so today, if you're like, man, I, I'm not feeling like I'm getting it done. If I'm not feel, guess what? The grace of God be upon you as you take steps to look more and more and more like him every day. If it's your first day in a church building, we're so happy you're here and may the grace of God be upon you as you take a step today just to hear what he might say. For the person that's been here the longest, for your pastor, praise the Lord that the grace of God is upon us while we continue to work out and take a step to look more like Jesus every day. And with those things just kind of in our minds, I want us to look here at verse 23 and 24 today and see where God might lead you as we look into his word. Verse 23 and 24, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. When I began reading these verses and thinking about, Lord, what would you want me to say? How would, how would this uh, be something that maybe could be an encouraging word for the, the church today? I believe that God just gave me those three, three things, pressure, rest, and breath. Pressure, rest, and breath. Where do we receive these things? Now this week, uh, Rachel and I, we, we've just been feeling that a little bit of a, just a couple go get alone uh, time would be great. So we were going to go to Hawking Hills or somewhere, and then we found out we could fly to Orlando, Florida, get a, a place there for a few days for cheaper than we could go to Hawking Hills. Plane's so cheap, everything's so cheap. Orlando's amazing. Uh, so we went there, and we were going to just sit around the, the condo resort. It was super nice, but it's like, man, we need to do something. So we went to SeaWorld. And how many have been to SeaWorld before, seen the giant orcas? A bunch of you, a bunch haven't. It was awesome. Number one, there was almost nobody there. So we could walk on every single ride. We just walked right up to the station on roller coasters, right into every exhibit or every show we wanted to see. We sat basically in the best seats every time, showing up 20 minutes early. And there were enough people that it was fun, but man, it was great. So the dolphin show is super cool, like super cool. The orca show that closes out the day, at least when we were there, really awesome. These huge animals. Do it, I mean, just like training your dog, except they train this 40-foot-long whale. Like, wow, that's really cool. But my favorite show of the day was the seal and otter show. The seal and otter show. And 
some of you actually see a few people in the room. They're like, yeah, like, I, like you're cheering inside. I love it. Um, but the reason that I liked the seal and otter show on this day, on Tuesday, was because the seal and otter show did not go how the seal and otter show was supposed to go. <laughs> and when I say that, I mean not at all. They kind of have, this is their big, they kind of do, it's more geared towards children, I would say. It's like a, an act. They're doing this play, and uh, it's really fun, and the seals come in, and then, uh, long story short, the otter steals the instructions that are what's going to happen through the day for the new recruit who is learning and figuring out what to do, and steals it, runs away, and then all of a sudden, we're about halfway through, normally 15, 20 minutes, it seems like, and about halfway through it, we realize something's not quite right. At one moment, the big, huge seal, the guy is literally doing an act with the seal, and the seal just leaves, like just walks away. And the guy's like, that was not supposed to happen. I mean, literally said that. He got all nervous. Uh, It was hilarious. And then the next time that the otter was supposed to come back out, literally this lady comes hopping out, I, I guess, I don't think that's what otters do, but she like hopped out with this little piece of paper that was supposed to go and stuffed it in where the the little otter was supposed to do it. And the guy's like, I don't think we're going to be seeing the otter anymore in today's show. And this lady, the rest of the time, literally hops around the room, like doing what the otter was supposed to do. The otter, a little cuter than this lady who's like acting like an otter, but not really. It was really bizarre. I loved every single second of it. Every single second of it. Because if you've ever been in a leadership role, sometimes things just don't go how you want them to go. And you're like, it's somebody else that has the not going how you want it to go. Right? It's like, this is so refreshing to my spirit. Like, the whole trip, this seal and otter show. Like, Lord, you knew what I needed. It was so perfect. So perfect. And as I begin to look and think about the week and think about that, how this sermon would go. Verse 23, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And I think in our life so often we put all the pressure on ourselves. We put all the pressure. It's got to work. It has to happen. My schooling has to go exactly how I want. My relationship has to go exactly how I want. And obviously we want those things to be. But instead of God, I put myself in your hands We say all the pressure of getting the grades I need to get, of everything, squarely on myself. And we miss the fact that my job is to let God have the pressure, give God my yes, and let him carry me through. And instead, we're like, we put God on our back. Like, Lord, you need me, obviously, to take care of this. And we miss the point that in our life, sometimes things just don't go how we want them to go, in the way we want them to go. And then we submit and rely on the Lord, and we say, Lord, I'm still not going to put the pressure on myself because I can't change anyone or anything. I can only give my yes. If the seal and otter show went according to plan, I promise you I would not have mentioned the seal and otter show this morning. And there's times in our life when we think it is a mess. This guy, I mean, he, he, I don't think this happened often. I'm going to say, just based on their reaction, the lady, the, the guy that were running it, then the lady that's hopping around the stage. I mean, right? But sometimes when we sit back and realize that our plan, our pressure, what we think 
ends up not being what God actually is doing and what God is actually leading and how God's actually moving. And so we have all the pressure in the world on ourselves, but it's not the pressure of what God would have us do. It's our own thing. We want in our spiritual walk to be completely sanctified and completely perfect, but we miss the fact, may the God of peace himself sanctify you. You can't do it. I cannot do it. No matter how good I am or bad I am, I cannot sanctify myself, but God comes and sanctifies me. God comes and helps me walk in his plan, in his purpose. God helps me to look more and more like the word of God on a daily basis. Not because I am a superstar or you're a superstar. And not because we are the worst in the world either. But because he is the one that the pressure needs to go on. And then I can take a step towards him. No matter what I think, no matter what I feel, no matter what my emotional state is, no matter what, whatever you are in in this moment, take the pressure off and give it to the God of the universe and everything looks different. Because the God of peace himself is the one who sanctifies you completely. I believe that defeat is way more likely on account of self-reliance than because of satanic attack. Now, that's pretty, pretty strong, pretty bold. But I think, realistically, sometimes we want to blame maybe others or blame what is going on in our world. Or maybe we're like, well, the devil did this to me. And most likely, personally, and I've seen in my life, when I start to pile it all on my back of I'm going to make it, I'm going to do it, I've got to see this through. Instead of God, I'm going to give you my next yes, and my next yes, and my next yes then that's when I find myself in trouble. That's when I find myself in a place of worry, a place of, of need, is when I'm missing the point that God has simply got me. And God has you right where you are. Don't rely on yourself, but rely on the God of the universe who sanctifies you completely. Our God of peace. As we continue on in that verse 23, it goes on and says, And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our spirit, soul, and body. And I believe that even as we begin to look at this, and even as uh, start to think about spirit, soul, and body, I think there's something important for us to realize. The order of these things written down here in verse 23 is very, very important. Our spirit to become and be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord. So often we desire our own things, our desires. Anybody have wants or desires, right? Things that you personally want. You personally are like, I, I want every one of us. Every one of us has things that we'd say, this is something I want. This is a desire. This is a passion. Some of you would even say, well, as long as I get to go fishing at least every other month, then it's going to be all right. I'm going to be okay. Right? Maybe we have some fishermen. Or if I get to go hunting and I get my deer this year, it's all going to, you know, it's going to be fine. Or maybe you're like, I just need two hours every day to sit with my book and not have anybody talk to me and just read my book. Right? Whatever your thing is, we have things that we want things that we desire. But our spirit is way more important than 
our desires. And in context here of, of what they would have looked at and what they would have understood, the spirit is the highest and distinctive part of the man, right? Of, of the immortal part. That's the part that forever your spirit is going to live on. That, you, that if you know the Lord, you're going to be with him in heaven forever. The soul is a lower or more animal uh, part, containing the passions and desires which we have in common with the, the brutes, is uh, what, what this one commentary said, I love it, but which is ennobled and drawn up by the Spirit. There's these desires, these wants, these things that we want to have, but when we get them out of order and we decide that now what my goal is, what my passion is, is these passions, these desires, Instead of what God would have, my yes to him, my yes to who he is, my yes to the God of the universe, then all of a sudden the pressure goes from God to me receiving what I feel I need in my life. And all of a sudden the pressure comes upon myself because if I don't get my desire, if I don't get my want, if I don't get what I have in my, myself, what I need, then all of a sudden I cannot find rest. The pressure comes on myself and I no longer can experience rest like the Lord would want us to experience. Because it's no longer, Lord, what do you have? Spirit in me, move. Let, let that be what connects. And instead, I want my soul, I want my desires, I want my wants to give me rest. And I don't know about anybody else, but when we go to vacation, even if it's just the two of us, like this week, our five kids were at grandma and grandpa's house, and they were not rested after those few days. And guess what? We were not like sleep rested because we were doing stuff. We were having fun. We were hanging out, right? If I expect my desires or my wants to give me rest, then I miss out entirely on what God has for me because we don't find rest from doing, doing, doing. Even getting what we want, we find rest from God. On Thursday night, I got to take my daughters uh, to the Lauren Daigle concert. And I've heard lots of stuff about Lauren Daigle. I just know that her voice is awesome. Like she's phenomenal. And then I, you hear all this stuff uh, about different people. And so when I, was, I didn't really know what to expect. And I don't know that Lauren Daigle knew what to expect of herself on Thursday night. She got into the concert and probably halfway through, there was a moment where she was just, it was the presence of God was in the room. It was so special. And she's like, you know, I've never done this before, but I just feel that we're just going to have our piano player just play. And we're just going to rest. She talked about that morning getting up and she wasn't feeling the, the best. And she normally would push through and push through. I get to do my stuff. I get to, you know, I, obviously you're on the stage in front of 15,000 people. That's pretty fun. You know, you're like, woo. And instead, she just sat in the presence of Jesus, just her and Jesus. And she's like, I experienced rest that I needed, a refreshing that I needed. And so often we want to find rest in our doing and in our experiences and what we get. And instead, it's our spirit that needs rest. We need to connect with God. And when we connect with him, it might be a 10 minute time on a, a, that was on a Thursday morning for her. It might be a five or seven minute time where literally the piano player just played and all the people just sat down. 15,000 people are sitting there. This was not the normal thing. And we had church at this Lauren Daigle concert 
And there was just this spirit of rest that came over the place, not because of the cool light show or because of all the fun or the cool sound. In fact, they could have turned everything off, but because it was just a moment to experience rest. And when I get it right and I understand that the pressure is on the God of peace himself to sanctify. And when I get it right and I understand that my rest is found in the Lord Jesus Christ and who he is. Then all of a sudden, whatever's going on around me, the circumstances, the situations, I can say, man, I can find rest right here, right now, in this moment. Because I don't need anything but God to come and to sit with me. And that can happen in my car on the way to work or in my prayer closet or when I wake up in in the morning, just turn on a song or just sit with Jesus. It's not about the stuff because it's not about the pressure. It's about my spirit connecting with God. It's about putting my body in alignment so that it can do what the soul needs and desires great, but all of that Lining up with my spirit and connecting with God. So all of a sudden, I'm pressure free and I'm rested in the Lord. No matter what's happening around me. That's what God wants to do. That's what Paul is saying. That's what Paul is saying leading into and walk in the grace of God. That when we say yes to him, even when we don't get it right every second, we are going to have another chance and his grace covers you. So you can still rest in the Lord. Grow in the Lord. Take the pressure off in in your life so that you can experience him because freedom comes through resting in Jesus. Freedom comes through saying yes to Jesus over and over and over again. Freedom comes as we learn where to draw our breath. And verse 24 says, he who calls you is faithful. I'm going to read it again. He who calls you is faithful faithful he will surely do it and I just feel today that there's some people that need to experience the rest of the Lord there's some people in the room today that need to experience the power of God there's some people in the room today that need to realize that he will surely do it for you he will do it for you we have pastor Sarah if you can come on back up here we're just going to give the end of our service We've left time to say, Lord, what do you want to do? What do you want to speak? And when we get it, that God is faithful. He will do it. I'm not drawing my breath or my rest or the pressure all on myself, but instead I give the pressure away to God. I find rest in him. And that means I can breathe freely in the power of God. Then church, life's a whole lot better. I can look out and I know a few people's situations. People that came to the front for prayer. People that are are walking in a new season of life that's a little more difficult than the past season of life. Maybe someone that's just trying to figure out the next step of what it is. And I want to encourage you today. It's not about you figuring it out. But if you take the pressure off and you let God be your strength. God be your your wholeness. God be everything you need. If you take the pressure off, you can find rest in him and then all of a sudden it's a little easy to breathe it's a little easier to understand what he's doing it's a little easier to understand that he will do it because it's not you doing it it's him he will surely do it so right now in this room we're just going to turn this place into a little bit of a 
a time of prayer, a time of rest. I believe that God wants to speak to you, not necessarily, hopefully he has through your pastor and obviously through the word, but I believe he wants to speak to you. That his spirit this, this morning wants to give you rest. And first we're gonna pray before we just spend some time in his presence that he would take the pressure off. And when he takes the pressure off, what I really mean is that you would take the pressure off yourself. Just like wearing a big, huge backpack, just like having something on your back, or maybe even some people today that you just feel worn down, that I believe that God wants to remove it. And how is that? If you've got a real backpack on, you need to unclip the clip or two, or three. You need to get it off of your shoulder and get it off your other shoulder and you need to put it on the ground. In our life, there's times when we just hold on to the pressure. We hold on, we won't give it up and I want to encourage you today. Don't hold on to something that's not meant for you to hold on to. Don't just keep it, but instead do the opposite. Lord, unclip these things. And in fact, you might be here today and you might be like, I, I try, but I just can't get it. For whatever reason, it's like the clip. It's like, I just can't get it off of me. And that's what we're gonna pray today, that God will relieve the pressure, that he'll help you unclip that strap. He'll help you put that backpack on the ground. He'll take the pressure off of you. So instead of feeling worn down, you can stand up, you can rise, and you can then find that rest. You can find his breath. It's not about just our things, but it's Holy Spirit, would you move in my life? Would you show yourself in my life? Would you let the goodness of who you are be poured forth in my life? In fact, before we just sit and rest for a few minutes, if you'd say, I'm in the building today and there's something that I'm carrying, I'm gonna ask you just to be bold, not to move, to come anywhere, except would you just raise your hand if you'd say, that's me. I've got heavy things. There's a burden on me. Yep. Anybody else? I want to give you time. There's something about a step of faith that when we say, yeah, that's me, that I believe sometimes that's like clipping it. That's like, here it is. Anybody else that you'd say, I want to join these. I want to join these. Yep. All over the room. Could we now turn our hearts together and could we pray for someone maybe on your left or right? You don't even need to see them. That doesn't matter. But that this morning, the pressure would be removed and his rest his breath would be freely shown to them. And at the same time, someone's gonna be praying that for you this morning. So Lord, we come before you and we're thankful that it's not about us. We don't have the answers. We can't sanctify ourselves. We can't make ourselves whole. We can't keep ourselves blameless. You, God, are the one that's faithful. You are the one that will surely do it, whatever the it is in our life. And this morning, I pray that the pressure of these that just raised their hand, maybe even some that didn't, Lord, that right now you would help them unclip that pressure. You'd help them to take off that, just like a backpack, that they would leave it here. And Lord, not because the things are gone, not because the circumstances are necessarily gone. Maybe in some cases you do a miracle. We ask you for it. But Lord, because they're now letting you carry that. And as they walk out of here, without that on their back. Lord, would you pick it up, pick up their concerns, pick up their worries. Would you, would you hold them, important things in their lives, but would you hold them? Would you carry the weight so they can freely rest 
in you so they can freely, freely breathe in you. Lord, that's our prayer today, that here in 10 minutes when we leave, Lord, that your breath would have given us rest and you will have surely done it in our lives. So freedom, wholeness, pressure be gone. And Lord, let rest just come and flood this room. Let rest come and flood this room. Let your power, your anointing, your glory, whatever people need here today, whatever that pressure was, Lord, I pray it would be removed with the rest because you are moving. You are showing yourself. You are being glorified. Lord God, this morning, as we just sit for a few minutes in your presence, maybe sing a few songs or, or, or words, or maybe just sit quietly before you, Lord Jesus, show us your rest that only comes from you. Would you breathe on us today? You've called us. You continue to call us. You continue to move in us. Lord, let your grace be so refreshing, so powerful, so real today. We thank you. We praise you. Church, let's put ourselves in a posture, an attitude of rest. Listen for what the Lord would speak, for how he might breathe something new into you as we just give him the next few minutes. I believe there's something when we sit and we rest in the Lord. And I want to encourage you, don't take a 10-minute time on Sunday morning and let that be it. But I pray that this would lead you home to rest in the Lord, to spend time with Him. Some of you have drives to work. Spend time with Him. Spend time in His presence. Spend time letting Him pour Himself into you. Because He wants to connect with you and give you rest. He wants to give you His breath in your lungs, in your life. Take off that weight. Take off that pack. Take off that pressure. And let's walk in Him. You can make it. You can do it. One more yes. Keep saying yes to him. And walk in his refreshing. So Lord, this morning we're thankful that you would come and you would move and you would speak to us. You would even just give us a, a couple minutes just to sit, to rest in you. Lord, I pray there would be a whole bunch of people that walk out of here with less pressure, way less pressure, because they've handed it to you. And all of those things that, that became that pressure, Lord, I pray that you would walk with them. You would bring healing. You'd bring wholeness. You would bring the answer. Lord, you would do it. Not, not them. You would do it. And that what was such a pressure would become a victory, would become fun, God, because they get to watch you be the answer over and over and over again. So pressure be gone. And Lord, your rest and your breath, let it be on your church today. We're so thankful. We worship we praise you, Jesus. It's in your holy and your precious, precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, nothing better than rest, resting in the Lord. Let's do it today. Let's rest in him. Thank you for being here this morning, for worshiping with us, for resting in the Lord. And let's go. Let's share Jesus. That one more would know Jesus today. That's our prayer. That's why we do what we do. And last thing, if you don't know the Lord, never given your life to him. I would love to talk with you. I would love to encourage you. That, that's the whole point of what we do. 
If you don't know him or you have questions, would you come find me? I would love to spend a few minutes with you now, and then I would love to sit down maybe over lunch or coffee with you. And uh, there's nothing better than just talking about Jesus. That is what it is all about. So thank you for being here this week. Look forward to seeing you all again throughout the week and next week. Be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you talk about. Savor the presence of Jesus. Have a great week.